here. Can you hear me this time? Hey, we got you. All right. All right. Everybody's on? Hello. All right. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Thankful to have Mr. Andrew Van Kirk on. And we've got Ian Porter and DJ Patterson all doing a joint podcast. But the special guest is Mr. Andrew. Thank you so much for taking time. Thanks for having me. Tell us who you are and tell us what beer you chose for the Pints and Polishing Beer Kegging Contest. Well, uh, first let's start with beer because that's the important part. Um, There you go. So just so that everyone knows, in the state of Oklahoma, you can't apparently get any good alcohol. (laughs) uh, Because my... My beer selection, I was I was down to like Bud Light and 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 Yingling, which actually I feel bad for saying because I saw one of your past people did Yingling. So yes, uh, but uh, no. So what we what we ended up with was Founders Porter in honor of Ian. So cheers to you, Ian. I guess Ian did not like your cheers. I yeah. No, like sorry, it. sorry. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was zoned out for a minute. Uh, no, no doubt. How rude. What uh, the thank you, thank you. But no, so, so that's that's what I chose. Uh, we could have gone a different route, but um, too many too many poor birthday choices mean that we can't drink those other porters. Um, as far as who I am, uh, I think there's a story behind that. You slid that comment in. There's got to be a pretty good story that you're just going to go have to share. Well, think about think about it for anyone who's uh, who, who enjoys a good a good smoke. Um, uh, a porter goes so well with so many cigars, uh, and there's you know there's so many different intricacies of, of porters, and just like with cigars. So uh, if you have a few drinks the natural progression is, hey, let's finish the night off with a porter or a stout and a, and a cigar. The problem is when you've had a few drinks, you get less careful with how you inhale your cigar. Ooh. So now you're just Ooh. gulping down your cigar and you're gulping down your porter because it's delicious. Uh, and then, <clears throat> And then your wife finds you walking your best friend's dog who's passed out on your couch walking their dog in your neighborhood at three in the morning. Uh, nice. Nice. You know, yeah. So is this like a personal experience story? <laughs> no, this was all fiction. He's okay. such a great fiction storyteller. It's incredible. Okay. <laughs> that, that really did happen. That really did happen. Mm. So, uh, but in, in my defense, the, the dog was staying in my house and so it needed peace. So I took it out. I, it was my sole okay. responsibility. You didn't just go pick it up from your neighbors. No, 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 no. no. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good one. We like it. Yeah. So we like it. Okay, so who are you? Uh, your company name? How long you been in business? All that good stuff. Sure. Um, so my company, Precision Detail Company, um, has been. Official. I can't wait any longer. I got to pop the top. Yeah, pop the top. I just popped my second one. I just popped my second one. Um, mm. we've been in business since 2017. Um, prior to that, I have had some interesting, uh, 
adventures in detailing. I was partnered in a company for a while. Things didn't work out with us. Um, great company and uh, still still connected with them. And, uh, but I originally got into detailing. The first time I, I got into detailing was in 2008, and it was because of Amway, <clears throat> if anyone knows what Amway yeah. is. Ian, uh, how much did you yeah, sell last so, night? Ian had one of those uh, parties over at his house. An Amway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I swear <laughs> he did. Like, I saw some Instagram posts. Yeah, okay. Sure you did. Uh, uh, can you can you get me some some uh, some discount uh, a dish soap because I know they've got <laughs> nope. some dish soap. But um, no, so that's how my uh, uh, I got approached to be an Amway. I got sucked into being an Amway, <clears throat> and the guy that recruited me, uh, we became really good friends because that's what you do in Amway. You spend all your time together. You're going to become millionaires. Uh, and he had he had a a mobile detailing business on the side um and uh so that was my first experience with detailing and fast forward to 2012 that's when i started doing detailing professionally and it was actually with him um and then in 2015 we partnered up and uh took took his company from from a strictly mobile based company to a um a both mobile and shop uh, company had a lot of fun with it. grew We grew to seven employees and wow. um, lots of lots of fun, lots of headache. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, and we had some pretty big dreams about what we wanted to do as far as training, um, coatings. That's that's when we really got into coatings. Was um, in can't remember if it's 2014 or 2015, but um, it's been a while now. We got into, into ceramic coatings. Um, that's really, really why we got into a shop is because we wanted to have the, the uh, you know, control over the environment. But um, so did that. And then in fall of 2016, he and I parted ways and I started doing uh, consulting and contracting. Uh, which I which I still continue to do some consulting for companies that are you know within a, about a two hour drive of my my house, um, and I do consulting for polishing and. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of consulting do you do? Um, so, I, I hate saying this on here because there's so many people who are so much uh, better than me at all these things, but. Uh, but what I title my is a correction and protection specialist. Mm -hmm. uh, so, which, you know, in this area works. Um, but uh, I have a lot of experience with uh, HR and sales. Um, so a lot of companies, you know, I've helped two detailing companies here. You know, one of the problems with, with detailing is you just keep running through people. Um, and this, this one company in particular, he had gone through like 15 people in a year and a half. And wow. yeah, so, but, but, but that's what happens. You know, if you, if you don't, if you don't know how to structure the, the Facebook ad 
you don't know how to filter out the 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 scum pardon <laughs> i probably could i probably could have come up with a better uh you, you got to filter out the 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 car wash people you know um but so i you know i'll help i'll help companies with that uh um, and actually this, this particular company, I still help him. He's a, he's a big ceramic pro guy. Um, I'm trying to get him over to the, to the dark side of next level coatings, but, um, <laughs> so, you know, I'll, join the dark I'll, side. We have cookies. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to feel the force, but, um, so yes, yeah, so that's what I do. And, and, um, I also have. A wife who owns her own business and four kids, all under the age of seven. So I stay pretty busy. Yeah, sounds like it. So it's great because uh, some of the the discussion of what we wanted to talk about tonight, I think you're going to be perfectly in line for. Um, so we really wanted to look at uh, marketing and how to grow business. And so it sounds like you've got a lot of experience doing that. Um, let's, you know, because it's interesting you, at, when, we, when we talked to you about what beer to drink, what was your reason behind picking the porter had to do with the weather, right? Yep, yep. And you're like, it's so cold, we need a good porter. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about, you know, how um, as detailers we – you know, we want to do stuff that we like. You know, that's why we detail. Uh, it's the passion of it. But how do we take passion and turn it into profit is one of the big things that we always like to discuss. So let's talk about through some ideas, you know, since we've got Ian, we've got DJ, we've got you, and we can all discuss, um, you know, how to turn what we love to do into a profit. Sure. So, Ian, what's what's some of the ideas that you guys have done over at Red Beard? Uh, uh, I mean, my first idea was obviously just going and making this a legitimate business. Uh, you know, for for a while, I just kind of did it on the side, and of course, I always maintained that enthusiast level. But my biggest thing was just finally, you know stepping off the edge of the cliff, so to speak, and going for it. Mm-hmm. So, but what does that have to do with marketing? Well, as far as marketing is concerned, uh, what I've been working on is some videos, trying to build awareness, and then I'm working on a uh, vehicle wrap that I think will help, you know, get our name out there just to get our image out there and just try to stay in front of people's minds at all times. Okay. But you guys do a lot of social media though, too. Yeah, no, I mean, that definitely helps. Uh, but I, I think, you know, outside of boosting posts, uh, it, it's not, it hasn't been overly advantageous for us just yet, but, uh, Instagram definitely helps, you know, with hashtags because I mean that's that's a way anybody can see it. But Facebook, outside of boosting posts, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's just you're rolling the dice. Yeah, I mean, but it's super important right now, right? I mean, Andrew, you 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 even commented earlier about you know just not a lot of work. You know, and I, you and I talked earlier. I think you had 
you had to turn away people and then like you had a car and then you were like, ah, uh, you can't do anything right now because it's so cold. And I was talking to a guy out of uh, uh, Michigan earlier today and he sent me a picture of like two or three feet of snow, you know? So like how do detailers in the winter, how, what's some things that they can do, you know, to fill their shop up or if they're mobile, be able to really grab some business that they might normally not have. Well, you asked two questions that uh, I, I feel like almost have to be addressed uh, separately there. Because it, for, for a mobile, if, if you're talking about a, a mobile-only detailer and what they can do when the, when the elements are not in our favor, that takes, that takes some pretty good um, foresight, some intentional you know, actions for your business because you can't, um, you know, you can't just be banging it out through September and then, and then get an early cold snap in October and be a mobile detailer. If that happens, you're, you're screwed. If you haven't taken intentional actions in the warm months to, to plan and prep your clients for when the weather gets nasty. Um, you know, for, for me right now, my company does not technically have a shop. Um, you know, my house, we have a, we have a, a three car garage. So I've got plenty of space here at home, but there are some clients who are going to want that professional shop atmosphere. So what I've done is I have connected with other detailers who do have shops. And just because they have a shop doesn't mean that their business is doing as much as my business. Doesn't mean that they're totally busy right now. So what I've had the opportunity to do is to talk to these different detailers and create relationships and rapport and have the ability, if I have a detail that needs to be done indoors, I can take it to their shop and do it there. Um, and that's, that's something. Cause I know, I know DJ, I don't know if you're, if you're just mobile still, I know you were for a long time. Um, having, having the ability to jump over Redbeard when it's nasty outside and do a, you know, do a paint correction, maybe a, maybe a, a one year coating. That's, that's a good way to boost your weekly revenue rather than sitting on your hands. You know, it's funny, DJ pop in. I mean, we, we actually were talking about that earlier. Um, you know, when he was DJ, I'll let you tell the story, but it was, you know, when you were earlier in your, your career, you went and used other people's shops. Yeah. And I think, and he just touched on that just, for a brief second but i mean you really have to forecast you know the weather and so forth so we had a guy that wraps all our vehicles that um does window tending for us and so forth and he's got a heated shop that we don't have so we've got a good relationship with them so in the winter months we have negotiated a deal we, we pay x amount per day in the event that we can't work so we keep stuff rolling i mean yeah you're going to be paying out a lot more and you're going to be you know, have less of a profit margin, but you're still bringing in revenue and keeping your client base rolling through that way when the weather gets nice again, you're not super backed up. So I think building those relationships with people that have those heated shops that will let you come in and, you know, use it for the day. Just, you know, 
is definitely key. So, I mean, you, it's all nice when it's, you know, sunny and hot outside, but, you know, you got to really look at the winter months and so forth and be realistic. So if you're really going to last in this business, you've got to plan for each season. Yep. So, Andrew, is there, is there people that you do that now? Yeah, yeah. And there's there's actually uh, – so I – I it, it it's like fingernails on a chalkboard, the idea of me doing work for uh, a car dealership. However, that is work that can be done in these cold months. Most, most dealerships – well, should I say a lot of dealerships have – an indoor space for detailing. And like DJ said, you take, you take a hit on your, on your profit, but if you have the ability to continue to, you know, let's say that you're a, let's say you're a small detail shop and it's the owner operator and one guy. If you go into the cold months with your one guy and you can't afford to to continue paying him, he's going to go find a new job, which means come, March, you're going to have to hire a new person, train a new person, so that when it, April hits, you have that that other labor. <clears throat> Whereas if you take some dealership work, or uh, you pay a you know you pay a tent shop or a, another detailer, you figure out a rate. Uh, we had for a while, uh, it was a canvas, it was a canvas top shop. And this guy did like repair on uh, for for boats on canvas tops. And we would pay him 75 bucks a day for any days that we were in there. Uh, he still had his business. We didn't, you know, we didn't cost him any business by being in there. Uh, and that definitely hurt our margin. <clears throat> but like DJ said, the ability to keep those clients because they, you know, it's not, it's not a guarantee that if you can't do their detail that they're going to go somewhere else, but there's a pretty good chance if you can't do their detail and they need their car detailed, they're going to get detailed. Yeah. All right. So. Let's pause. Those are some great ideas. You know, that's a great idea of, of, for mobile guys. We'll get into if you're a shop owner and some marketing things. We'll get into that here in a minute. Let's pause and let, uh, let's talk about this beer now. <laughs> when we when we talk about trying to find a porter, you're right. I mean, you made fun of us, but it's true. Here in Oklahoma, we have a rough time getting just good beers because of some stupid laws. That's soon to change from, I think, right? They got voted on last year, and it's going to change. But uh, we had to go with Founders because we get Founders. But I like out of the Founders Brewery, my favorite is that old, dirty, but not old, dirty bastard. What do they just call it? Uh, um, dirty bastard. I think that's what they call it. It's their their Irish um, red ale, I think. And I like that. But this is really good. What uh, when you when you drink it? What do you taste? Uh, yeah, definitely coffee. What what were you gonna say, Ian? Oh no, I I, I must have misheard. I thought you were asking me. I apologize. Oh, no, I was just well, now we question. Are. Yeah, now uh, we are. Uh, man, coffee is a good answer, but I I almost feel like there might be a chocolatey hint to it. Yeah. So it's the Founders Porter, dark, rich, and sexy. Mm. It's definitely dark and rich for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so besides chocolate, I mean, what do you – 
we don't have the beer geek on this week. Yeah. David is, is missing it, so he can't tell us about all the complex flavors. But I feel also that it's uh, it's got a stronger hoppy flavor than most porters yep. that I've drank. Yep. <laughs> caramel too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's. I mean, honestly, I, I kind of <laughs> I enjoy that. You enjoy the hoppy. I yeah, have a feeling there's a joke going on that we're not privy to. That's I'm sitting over here, in, you know, states, whatever, 1,400 miles away from you guys, imagining you guys sitting in a living room with the with the tasting notes for this beer pulled up, and you're just going back and forth and laughing at me over here. Actually, I'm in the kitchen because they came over for dinner, so they put me to work in the kitchen. I'm cooking while we're doing this. And because of the echo, they are sitting outside on my back patio. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I do uh, the hoppiness, and it's quite refreshing because uh, I like. Well, I typically like pretty hoppy beers, but not like crazy, like a, like a IPA or whatever. <clears throat> but I do like that it is hoppy for a porter, uh, so it's not. Very good. Yeah, very good. Pot. It's smooth too. No, it is very much so. <clears throat> oh. A little bitter. Good choice. A little bitter, but... It's cozy like velvet. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would know, Ian. Only you would know. Cozy Actually, like... I'll know. Cozy like velvet. There it is. I knew it. I Googled it. I Googled it. Oh, man. <laughs> Too funny, yeah. too funny. All right, so really, let's get back really, into it. I was really proud of Ian. I was like, that red beard, you know, that, that <laughs> makes me think beer drinker. Man, I, he, he's nailing it. Yeah. He doesn't even drink. <laughs> yeah, he rarely <laughs> drinks. Like, <laughs> it's like, what, twice? You know, maybe three times. Every once in a while. When I'm not around. Yeah, something you, like you that. Should, you should have started saying how many IBUs were in it and about how many calories you thought it had. Oh, yeah, I know it. That would have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there is about 45 IBUs. <laughs> it, it tastes about right. Oh, jeez. All right, so if somebody has a shop, right? Uh, Ian has a shop. Um, a lot of people listening will have a shop or the three other people that might listen we don't know yet um what uh what are some ways that was a great idea for mobile people to be able to keep going they should you know go borrow some shops and maybe have to pay out a little but at least they're going what about if you have a shop what are some ways that somebody can in the winter months uh, you know specifically towards winter um ways for them to gain new accounts or you know what are some things they could upsell or charge to their current customers so they can grow and continue to expand even in the winter yeah i mean you definitely can pursue new work for sure that i mean that's always a given no matter what time of year it is but i think in winter for a shop owner interior details is uh, something really to push and focus on because with the winter months, especially in like northern regions where they get a lot of snow and are, they're, the exterior of the vehicles are constantly dirty, there's no real need to wash them. So why not focus on interiors? So I think that's one. Two, I think because 
it gets darker a lot faster, uh, headlight restorations or something to look at. That's yeah. easy money that, you know, pretty good margins, and you can knock out several of them in a day, uh, you know, with relative ease. And then – Yeah, let's talk about that. So how long does it take to do a headlight restore? Man, 30 I, minutes. Yeah. If that. I mean, I'm easily under an hour. You know, if I have to do several yeah. steps sanding because they're that bad, you know, I might, I might be about an hour, but I think, uh, I think thirty minutes is a good average because I mean, it's when you've done it enough. I mean, it's just it's easy. It really is. Yeah. It's easy money. It's great money. You 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 get that occasion. You know, you you hit it with the the pad and a little yeah, exactly. And it's just instantly exactly. crystal clear. You know, so and then. I think outside of interior details and headlight restorations, something that that I have to do uh, is I I adopt a, uh, a waterless method. I, I clean. Really? I know DJ would be happy. I uh, I I just bring the vehicle in the shop. And I do all the cleaning inside the shop because I'm not gonna you know fight trying to wash an exterior of the vehicle outside. So, so um, just. To jump in on that, Ian, um, first of all, DJ, back in 2014, I think it was, we had a little bit of a drought here, and in one township, you know, a little high-end area near us, they they put a, they did like a water ban or whatever, where you couldn't wash cars, yeah. and we had a decent, we had a decent amount of clients in that area, so we started looking into other options and we started looking into solution based you know and we actually found you and it was really funny so way back when so this must have been end of 2014 beginning of 2015 oh wow and i i remember being like okay so so we we never actually we might have called you we may have even called you um it, it's been so long now i can't remember but so we, we kind of, we looked into that and then we actually traveled down to Charleston uh, because a mutual friend of ours owns a business down there um, that literally only does solution-based washes. He does not even have a pressure washer. He does, he does almost 280000 a year. Gotcha. So... How did you guys adapt? Did you guys adapt the method? Did you guys like it? What, what happened with that? Yeah, so um, for, for us, what we ended up doing is we kind of almost did a hybrid, um, and that, that tended to be our, our sweet spot. Um, but power we, wash the wheels and the fender wells and waterless the rest or what? Yep, yep. Um, if it was a, you know, if it was a, a – heavy you know heavily so the way that i set up our unit was very eco-friendly we had we had a battery bank we had um you know we had an electric pressure washer so it was a very quiet very easy setup um so it was easy to travel with just you know a 50 gallon tank uh and you know a 50 gallon tank when you're doing a hybrid wash would get us a lot of cars but um and funny story this morning 25 degree weather we that was my plan was to do a hybrid and my sprayers were actually freezing yeah so i couldn't even use the solution base so that was fun yeah. um so with, so with mobile we'll we'll keep all of our stuff indoors in the at night 
And then, of course, you know, when you get up in the morning, you put them inside the, the cab of the truck, the solution itself, and that kind of avoids that. But you still got to be careful when it's below freezing, trying to apply it to the vehicle because it will freeze immediately. So it's, yep. it's, it's some technique. There's some technique to it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of technique to it. Um, but, yeah, just a, a learning curve, I guess. If if you have to detail in that kind of that kind of weather, which not ideal at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I I think I got us off topic there. I'm sorry, Marty. No, that was good. Oh man, it's all good. No, always, perfect. We, we can talk about this all night. So, yeah, let's see. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we save 100 gallons of water per car we clean. I mean, I mean, we're saving the we're saving the yeah, literally. Mother one, Nature should ride us. Mother Nature should write us a check here. Absolutely. One car at a time. One car at a time. Um, I think I think the reason that I started talking about that was because Ian was mentioning um, headlight restorations and then doing uh, a solution base in his shop. Um, something else that we found to do really well for us to boost business in the in the nasty months was doing those boosted posts. Um, but then also, uh, connecting with our, with our client base. That was something I was really big on was, um, a CRM, uh, you know, a customer management system. So which one did you go with though? Back then we used, uh, Jobber. What do you use? Uh, so now everything is in square. Gotcha. Oh, good. Yeah. Square, Square has the uh, has the client contact system. It has the it has the payment. It has the scheduling. You can put the plugin on your website so that people can book appointments on your website. Yeah, yeah. I just um, email marketing. It's not it's not up to par yet. I agree with you. The marketing is not up to par. Not yet. Um, but for for your average, because that it is. Most of your guys who are looking to um, to increase their, you know, November, December, January, February months, most of them are not in a position where they have a secretary or a marketing person. Exactly. Yeah, so, those automated text, automated emails make it, I mean, it's cake because we had a person designated to do follow-up calls the day before, the day after, myself. And it became you know, <laughs> very tedious when you're calling every client, especially when you grow to. A, I mean, you said you had seven employees at one point. You know, mm-hmm. we're up to. We're we have there's six of us detailers, and uh, it's just tough when you're trying to work in the field and you're also uh, trying to manage all the clients and so forth. So to have that text and e- email reminders is is perfect, and they can cancel or reschedule or book online. So it's definitely definitely key. Yep. Well, something also I just I want to add because it actually worked out for me. And I, even though I hate doing it, I push myself to do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have – I personally don't have my TR or anything chosen or set up yet, but that's something I want to work on. But I went to sales mode a couple of weeks ago and started cold calling all the contacts. I, when people contact me, they may not initially book or whatever, but I always try to write down their information the best that I can. That way, at a later date, 
whether they not whether or not they showed interest, I just I I cold call them and see what what's happening, and I was able to get two appointments off of that. So I just yeah, you know, every once in a while, don't be afraid to go into sales mode. I guess. Emails too is yeah. you know you capture his emails you can put them in like you said you use Mailchimp yeah and you can put them in a phone you just hit them every what three months or every yeah. six months or even every you know once a month or whatever and just bring them value and so forth but yeah. that's Go what ahead. I was just gonna say that if if you if you have somebody who's inquiring about a detail um, it, I mean it's so much easier if somebody books one but if they're inquiring about a detail. Rather than asking them if you can get their email or anything like that, if, if literally in the conversation you say, okay, great, Mr. Jones, so you're, you're considering getting your 2016 F-150 done, um, you know, it looks like we've got Tuesday at 3 open or Friday at 1, um, what's the best email to reach you back at? Oh, it's Mr. Jones at gmail.com. Great. And is this, is this number the best one to reach you back at? Yes. Now you have his name, his number, and his email. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, and you can throw them in your email list and so forth. But one more thing to touch on the winter months and all this stuff is um, it's gift, gift cards or gift certificates, whatever you want to do. So, I mean, they'll literally float us all through November, December. So Black Friday, I mean, we make multiple thousand dollars. I mean, a lot of money in gift cards. And the, re- and the redemption rate is, is very low. Uh, this year was weird. We had a lot of redemption within the next two weeks, which was kind of odd. Um, but if you properly, you know, plan for it, you know, leading up to Black Friday, and you have uh, the functionality to sell on your website, it's easy and seamless. Um, you can make a lot of money. And you can make a month's worth of revenue um, and just float you through the next couple months or so if you really, you know, strategically do it. So gift cards are definitely key when you're going into the winter months. It'll just kind of keep you afloat. So, Good points, good points. All right, let's give a final review of this Founders Porter. We go out of five stars. You say why you gave it that rating mr uh ian burr since uh andrew picked it for you we'll let okay. you uh uh man actually i'm gonna give it a four this is actually pretty damn good i like that the nose is sweet with a strong of chocolate so andrew i mean you looked up uh ian on uh, facebook or whatever then you know you will find out that that is the absolute perfect description of a beer coming from him (laughs) (laughs) love it love it mr porter Mm. all right mr van kirk uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 3.5 um, as far as, you know, as far as, as porters go, it's, it's pretty darn good. It's drinkable. Um, I'm on my third one, so it's obviously drinkable. Um, Nicely done. Yeah, Nicely yeah. done. Yep. Well, you know, tomorrow's, tomorrow's details I move to next week, so I can sleep in if needed. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's a little bit, bit you know, I, I know that uh, Ian was saying he likes the hops. It's, it's, it's a little bit bitter, you know, but 
3.5. I like it. Nice, nice. Mr. Eco Greens himself? Um, you know, I was going to go with a three, and then I was four. Wow. But, but, but four is too high, and I like the three and a half, so I'm going to go ahead and, and piggyback on that. I know there's a better porter out there. Now, I'm not a yeah. big beer, like, I don't know beer. Like, you can't, I can't sit and talk beer with you all night long, but I, I thoroughly enjoy beer and love drinking it, and I know there's a better porter out there, so... I would go with 3.5 based on it, it's a great beer, great for the for the weather and so forth. But there's, I'm looking forward to taste. This Oklahoma, you can't really get good beer here. I mean, I've tried multiple liquor stores, and there's just not a good store that carries a, a very wide selection of beers. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying some uh, some new porters when I get my hands on them. So. Yeah, no, um, there was a, a certain night um, a couple of years ago, DJ, that we met up at. Uh, hey Marty, we're not. Club. Gonna, are we off the air? Or are we? Uh, we still on the air? No, what's, what's no, going? we are still on the air. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and and at this pub, uh, you consume some. You you consume some porters. <laughs> and uh, that consumption of porters led to a very interesting evening. So yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what I remember of porters and uh, Mr. Patterson. And that's a very vague runover of the evening. <laughs> hey, Marty, what would you rate it as? Well, you know, I am actually going to rate it uh, to me for a porter. I, I would say this is about one of the, my favorite. There's a couple other that are better, but I'm going to go. Um, I'm actually going to go 4.5. Oh, well, like, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a really great one. Huh. Nice. Well, cool. Last words, uh, Andrew, anything you want to uh, say that's been, uh, you just got to get it off your chest, um, you know, final last thoughts for yes. our Pints and Polishing podcast guest? Yes, absolutely. For anyone listening, which at this point could be lots of people, millions of people, I don't know. Millions. Anyone millions. listening. Definitely millions. <laughs> Definitely millions. Great great guys on this podcast i don't know how often dj and ian are going to be on here but um i i have stocked red red beard before uh tonight <laughs> actually before i met marty i knew his red beards so um he's a le- great guys what'd you say he's a legend he's 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 a part of the detail mafia man i mean this guy's he's, a, he's, a, a legend <laughs> Legend. Actually, weren't you? You were in the background in Talladega Nights, I think. So yeah, legend. something like that. <laughs> something. Um, no, so great guys. Uh, you know, I think you guys have a really well-rounded um, experience. Well, don't talk about Ian that way. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so there you go. And and last uh, kind of. Um, uh, please and thank you to all the listeners if if we as detailers can uh continue to see each other as uh as counterparts and not strictly competition we can we can grow our businesses we can grow the industry um we can all make more money and we can have happier more satisfied clients and and i'll pick it back off that because we've done a great job here in oklahoma as 
as detailers, and I'm sitting next to, I mean, a freaking competitor right now in a sense. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, we're all in the same city within what 20 mile radius. I mean, and uh, it's just cool. We get together, you know, once a month and do workshops at our at the warehouse with Marty, and and it's just when, when you all come together, like you said, when you all come together as detailers, I mean, everyone wins. There's enough. There's enough cars in the world for us to all have too much work than we could even handle so you're right we should yeah. we should all keep coming together and share ideas and, and and what works and what doesn't work so we can all be successful and, and, and have a good living yeah man i appreciate you guys uh thank you for taking the time tell us though real quick um where do we find you on social media email all that all right you can find me at precision detail co that's Facebook and Instagram. Um, email, you can email me, Andrew, at precision-detail.com. And yes, Ian, my name is cliche, and yes, my logo is a is a swoopy car design. So thank you for calling <laughs> me out on the podcast. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Well, hey, thanks, guys. I uh, appreciate anybody listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Um, you can definitely give us a rating on, um, I think, Apple has it and uh, different uh, avenues. We'd love for you to comment in social media total. Let us know some of your ideas for helping grow business during the wintertime man great beer choice thank you for taking the time to come on thank you all right man have a good night you too